from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Without a doubt, there will be numerous lawsuits. At some level, it's subjective. Amazon said their building was made to code. And whether code is adequate or not, I mean, if you're if you're a loved one of one of those six people who died, you probably have a much different perspective on whether the code was adequate. Forty-five employees who were in that room uh, were the ones that got out okay. What we need to remember is not numbers, but that individual people are suffering. I'm Sarah Fenske. On Friday night, tornadoes tore across a broad swath of the South and the lower Midwest. Dozens were killed in Kentucky. An 84-year-old woman was killed in Defiance, Missouri. And in central Illinois and the Metro East, a tornado touched down in a half dozen counties. In Edwardsville, a tornado caused the structural collapse of an Amazon warehouse. Six workers were killed and another hospitalized. Speaking in Edwardsville Sunday, Governor J.B. Pritzker called the situation a tragedy. There are no words to assuage the pain of losing a loved one, and even fewer when that cost and that loss come so suddenly. Everyone assumes that they'll be safe at work. Families say goodbye in a routine fashion when their loved ones go off to their jobs. We don't think that they'll never come home. It's devastating, and I cannot imagine the pain that you are feeling at this moment. And that is Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker speaking in Edwardsville Sunday. And joining us now is St. Louis Public Radio Rolla correspondent Jonathan All, who covered the story this weekend. Jonathan, welcome. Thanks, Sarah. So, Jonathan, what do we know about the tornado that touched down Friday night in Edwardsville? It was an EF3, which is a pretty serious uh, tornado. Um, It hit the Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville, and what happened was it led to uh, about a 150-yard section of this over a million square foot building, 150-yard section. Uh, the roof collapsed in on itself. Um, and so a huge portion of that building uh, was damaged. Um, there were uh, 52 people in the building at the time. 45 of them um, made it out okay. Uh, six of them died, and one of them uh, went to the hospital with very serious injuries. And do officials fear there could be more casualties? Are they continuing to sort through this rubble? The, all account. It, it does appear that everyone is accounted for. Um, there was some uh, uncertainty about that over the weekend, but now it does appear that everybody's been accounted for. They are not expecting to find any more victims. They're still doing uh, what they call the recovery part of the uh, uh, working at the site during daylight hours, and that'll probably go on for at least another couple of days um, just to make sure. But it does appear that we are we know what we're going to know about that. So Amazon told the New York Times that just 11 minutes passed between the first warning of a tornado and when it hit the facility. I know in St. Louis there were warnings that were going on uh, minute after minute, seemed like almost hours, and this is even in places where it didn't hit. Does that idea of just 11 minutes seem right? 
Yes and no. I mean, I think that as anybody knows, when uh, when a tornado goes through, you know, you hear sirens. You're you're you know, if you have a, a cell phone, it will go off with warnings. And sometimes it's that the warning's starting. Sometimes that it's being extended. Sometimes they're changing the geography of where the warning is. Um, I've heard everywhere from 25 minutes to 11 minutes. Um, there definitely is going to be a very serious investigation in this to figure out exactly what's going on. Does that timeline jibe? Maybe. Um, you know, it's it's a lot more difficult to get uh, to, to know for sure on a lot of these things until you're really able to dissect a lot of it. Uh, and I know that they're going to do that for sure, both at the federal and state level. So I think so many people observing this story were struck by the extent of the damage at this giant Amazon warehouse. Do we know if this warehouse had a proper shelter-in-place location where people could take refuge? That all depends on how you define proper, because um, the in uh, Governor Pritzker and two representatives from Amazon just finished a, a briefing in Granite City. Our Eric Schmidt is there, by the way, so we'll have a lot more on this uh, uh, coming up in the, in the next uh, day or so. Um, but what the, the Amazon representative said is that at the north end of this warehouse, there was a room that was designated to be the shelter area and that the 45 employees who were in that room uh, were the ones that got out okay. Mm. Uh, the seven people who were not in that room and who were on the south side of the warehouse were the ones that were unfortunately killed or, or, or and the one who was seriously injured. Amazon was very close to say, though, that it was not a safe room per se, but it was an it was a room that was interior that was uh, the the designated place uh, for people to congregate in this kind of situation. Now, whether that's enough is, I mean, that's at some level it's subjective. Amazon said their building was made to code, and whether code is adequate or not. I mean, if you're if you're a loved one of one of those six people who died, you probably have a much different perspective on whether the code was adequate. Hmm. So one of the people who died was a Collinsville man working as a driver, and his daughter told KMOV, quote, they told us that they couldn't leave. My dad wanted to leave at 820. That tornado didn't touch down until almost 20 minutes later. He could have been home. Is that something that was discussed at all at, at this press conference um, involving Amazon and, and Governor Pritzker? That specific case, no, but Governor Pritzker did make it clear that both uh, the Illinois Emergency Management Association Agency um, at the state level and OSHA at the federal level were going to investigate, maybe have started investigating. So I think those are the kinds of questions that will hopefully be answered um, to, to uh, the best possible way in the coming days and weeks. Um, but that specific case was not addressed. So in addition to these government agencies that are going to be looking at this, we now know that at least some of the families of victims have asked Ben Crump uh, to investigate what happened there at Amazon. Uh, this is the man who represented the family of George Floyd. Do you get the sense people are thinking about litigation against Amazon already? I'm sure of it. I, I, you know, I think that, that without a doubt there will be numerous lawsuits for sure. Um, and, uh, and, and how that's going to play out, we have no idea, obviously, um, whether Amazon is going to try to, um, you know, do enough for the, 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 the victims' uh, families uh, to try to head that off as corporations tend to do in these situations. Again, it's completely unclear. Um, and and it's, it's probably too early to, 
I mean, I understand that, that you have to start doing these things when you're in this situation, but it's probably too early to go too down that speculation route as to exactly what will happen. Because again, we're talking about only being three days uh, following a significant catastrophe. There are huge questions that without a doubt need to be answered. But, you know, these things take time. So Amazon was not at the governor's press conference on Sunday, uh, but they did have a representative there today. Yeah, the governor's press conference was on Saturday, and no, no one from Amazon was there, and boy, did they hear about it. I mean, I, uh, you know, if you spend any time on social media, the outrage that Amazon didn't have anybody there on Saturday was palpable, and people were very angry. Um, you know, and the timing of this, I, the, 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 the things are completely unrelated, but on the day that Amazon's Jeff Bezos, you know, put a celebrity into space in his latest space thing, and that happens on the same day when this happens, you know, the optics were definitely bad. Amazon looked horrible in all of this. Uh, whether that's deserved or not, I think we don't completely know yet, or whether... Um, you know, that's subjective at some level. But yeah, Amazon got beat up pretty good over the weekend for not having a representative there on Saturday. And so what kind of tone did they take today? Um, you know, I, 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 corporate PR has a certain way of speaking, and they did that. You know, they, they, they were clear, they were concise, they didn't say a lot. Um, they uh, expressed uh, their condolences to the families. They said that they were doing things to try to help the, the families of victims. Um, but they were also very measured and careful with their word choice, as anybody in corporate PR is after any kind of tragedy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's some questions were answered, probably not to everyone's satisfaction, and hopefully they'll continue to be answered as time goes on. So, Jonathan, we've been talking a lot about Edwardsville, but I do want to also briefly touch on an elderly woman was killed in Defiance, which is in St. Charles County. Uh, What do we know, if anything, about what happened there? Well, the, the good news about Defiance was that the sirens were going off and there are just multiple stories of people getting to shelter, getting to their basements, calling their family and neighbors uh, to make sure that they heard the sirens and then they got into the basement. The elderly couple in question here, um, the, the, the wife uh, uh, was the one who was unfortunately killed. They were trying to get to a safe location and in their home, uh, and they were doing the right thing. They just weren't quite in time. Mm. Um, so, you know, but if there's any good news and there's almost none in these kinds of cases, is that that we heard story after, I was in defiance on, on Sunday, and I heard story after story of people saying, we heard the sirens and we got into the basement. Hmm. My phone went off and I went to the basement. You know, we called our parents, we called our neighbors, we did that, and that was, if there's any tiny silver lining in all of this, maybe that's one of them. Hmm. Well, Jonathan, as you said, this is just a hard, sad story, just just so much tragedy here. Um, In our final minute here, what's on your mind that we haven't talked about today as as we're talking about these different tornadoes and all the destruction they've caused? In the news business, unfortunately, you know, one of the things we do is we just kind of talk about the numbers. One woman died in defiance, six people in Edwardsville, you know, more than 100 in Kentucky. And it ends up being these big numbers, but I think it's really important for all of us to take a moment and remember that grief and loss is a very personal thing. And no number, no number can convey that. So I think that what we need to remember is not numbers, but that individual people are suffering. Well, Jonathan All, thank you for that reminder, and thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Sarah. Thank you. 
This episode was produced by Alex Hoyer, with audio engineering by Aaron Dore and production assistance from Jane Mather Glass. It was mixed and edited by Aaron. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.